lift our voice and praise him right now. Hallelujah. We love you. We bless you today, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel like we're in a divine moment right now. This song has been on my heart all week long, and I was... I had not been able to get in touch with Brother Clyde T, but I, I was thinking, God, you know how to communicate that to them. We need to hear, Lord, that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. There was some of us here last night in prayer, and while we were praying, I felt in, in my spirit to, to start praying for what God has stored up for this hour. We know about the stored up wrath. We've read about that, that there is going to be an outpouring of wrath in the end time upon sin and ungodliness. But there's also, I believe, there's stored up blessings that God purposed for this hour. Now you can keep your focus on all the wrath that might be coming, but I'm looking for what God stored up for this hour in the miraculous and in the supernatural and I do read where the latter rain is greater than the former rain so evidently God's got some stuff stored up for this hour that we get to be a part of amen and I feel like God has prepared this service today so delighted to have our dear friends brother and sister Elms with us today it's been a while since they've been here we're delighted that they're back we want to welcome them today to Greater Life Church. I believe they reminded me this morning that they preached for us the first service when we came back into the gym after the flood in 17. And so it's been a while since they've been here. We're glad they're here. Bless you, Brother Elms. Let's give that hand clap to the Lord right now. Just a little quieter. Sing it again. Sing it to me. Peace, peace. 
praise him again. Let's praise him again. Hallelujah. 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 I bless your home. I feel his peace in this building today. I feel his presence in this building today. Oh, do you feel it out there? Do you sense his nearness? God wants to do something for somebody. And not just one somebody, but everyone that's hungry after him. God has something for you if you're hungry for him. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You can be seated. The Lord bless you. Truly, it is our pleasure to get to be back here with you. We were here in December of 2017 and hurricane had messed everything up and it was the very first service in the gym wasn't it the gym and uh, we had a great service it was packed and there was lots of running room they could run around that whole gym but we had a great time we love brother and sister Hughes they are family to us we have spent many many days together uh, around the campfire and uh and just enjoyed their presence. They're, they're wonderful, wonderful people. And if you ever wonder about how they are when they're not with you, you don't have anything to worry about. They are lovely, lovely people. Thank you. Thank you. They truly are lovely, lovely people. Amen. We love them. I took his home church. A while after the Hughes family left Wichita Falls, then the church asked us to come and we served there for quite a while. And, uh, and we have a lot of things in common. I love these people. They've always been kind to me. That I know of, he's never been mad at me. And I'm going to try to keep it that way. And, uh, and they, they just are the whole family, the whole family. We love the Hughes family, know his brothers, wish I could have met his mother and father, but uh, we, we're happy to be here today. It is our pleasure to get to be here. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for the invitation. Amen. Amen. I'm glad my wife can be with me. Amen. I'm glad she can be with me. wish we could sing, but she recently had a heart surgery, a major heart surgery, and uh, she's just not quite there yet, but she's doing good. And uh, I'm thankful that she can be with me. Amen. Amen. Brother Landon, you and Sister Sarah, good to see y'all. Amen. We love these kids. I'm going to call them kids, okay? <laughs> we love them and Sister Long. Amen. Stand with me if you would. Let me go right into the word of the Lord. I believe the Lord wants to say something today. And I pray your heart is open to receive the, the word of the Lord. 
Luke, the eighth chapter, beginning at the 43rd verse. This is a very familiar story in the Bible. And I'm going to jump into the middle of it because it, it takes up the whole chapter. I won't read but just a, a few verses. In verse 43, it says, A woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living on physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him. Everybody say, came behind him came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately, immediately her issue of blood was stanched or stopped. Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee and thou sayest, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling. Everybody say, she came trembling. Falling down before him, declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Amen. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Anybody in the house in need of a miracle? Anybody in the house need of a miracle? You, got, you need to be delivered from something? You've got some habit or some addiction? Our God is in this house today. He's here to heal. He's here to deliver. He's here to bless. He's here to give you victory if you'll come and get it. Amen. Yes, clap your hands unto the Lord again. Hallelujah. 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 Turn to your neighbor and say, I like you whether you like it or not. <laughs> God bless you. You may be seated. I read an interesting article a while back about the psychology of the crowd in Jesus' day and the parts they played around the life of the Lord. Crowds were so very common, and you never pay attention to it when you're reading your Bible through, but if you'll pay attention to how many times the word multitude or the word crowd is written in the Bible, it will soon astound you because it pops up everywhere, every, everywhere. And in this story, if we can call it that, which has parts to it, the ministry of Jesus was so powerful that the crowds were one of the leading characters in this story, if we can use that term. Crowds are almost always around Jesus. You know, when someone important comes to town, crowds don't even have to be asked, but they will automatically begin to gather the Lord had to make a deliberate effort to get away from the crowds and take some time off. But sometimes the crowds did not go home. In fact, Matthew recorded in his gospel that there was a time when they had been with the Lord for three days and three nights. And that's where the feeding of the 5,000 took place because he turned to Philip and he said, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? 
And he threw a spiritual question to a carnal fleshly mind and immediately he thought about the money to pay for it and said, we don't have but 200 penny worth. It's not enough to feed everyone. And there was 5,000 men. And this wasn't a men's retreat. So there was wives there. There were kids there. There were mother-in-laws and father-in-laws, grandmas and grandpas and newborns. So you do the math. That is going to be a pretty good-sized crowd. And the Lord wanted to feed them. Crowds were there at every, every opportunity, pushing, jostling, trying to get as close as they could. And even in our text, I read to you where the answer, the natural fleshly answer was, what do you mean who touched you? We're all so jammed in here like sardines that we can't help. We're bumping you. We're jostling you. We're not treating you right. And I know the, the streets in Jerusalem were much smaller than today's highways. They were very, very small. And you get a crowd in there and they're bumping the walls and each other. And, and no telling what all is happening. But, but they could not see where the Lord was going with this. And so they said, what do you mean who touched you? We've all touched you. And he understood that. The crowds were there at every opportunity. The crowds were desperate. The crowd was curious. The crowds are wanting to know. The crowds are needing answers. The crowds are amazed at what's happening. Spiritually, the crowd is like a daycare full of toddlers in the sense that they're loud and cranky and stinky and don't know which way to go, can't get together to all go the same way. They don't know how to figure out how to get quiet and calm and stay that way. You notice that when Jesus rode on a little foal into Jerusalem on that very happy day, they were crying, Hosanna! Hosanna! And then the next minute they were crying, Crucify Him! The crowd's fickle. The crowd is, without a leader, is fickle. The Lord did many wonderful miracles among the crowd. Oh, he did so many of them. One place it said, and he healed them all. Everyone that came with the need. That's his will for today. That he would heal all of us here today that have made the effort to come to the house of God and reach out to touch him. There was, it was a cross section of all kinds of people. There were some there that had bad attitudes. They were rebellious. They were full of demons. They were lame. They were blind. They were afflicted. They were domestically broken. They were poor. They didn't have anything. The crowd usually has no direction. The crowd has no corporate mind. They don't get together and pre-plan what we're going to do. They just come together and, and no one has an answer and no one knows which way anyone's going. And all of a sudden when someone just hollers in off one direction, here goes the crowd. They, they wonder what's happening. You know, it's like, it's like you and I. I don't know if you've ever done this or not, but we used to do it when I was a teenager. One or two or three of us would just get out in the parking lot somewhere and we'd point up at something. Nothing in the sky. There's nothing there. We would just point. And before long, there'd be four, five, six, eight, twelve, fourteen people looking. And we even went so far as to say, do you see it? And then one time someone said, yeah. 
Well, show me. I don't see you. But it's the, it's the mind of the crowd. It's the mind of the crowd. The reason you have what you feel here today and because you feel the presence of the Lord is because of this place right here. You have a leader to gather everyone's mind together. We don't say, now we bring this meeting to order. That's the formal way of creating some kind of a business meeting. No, but without somebody to show the way, the crowd is lost. I I remember seeing a mob gathering on a, a city university college on a Saturday, and there was... I don't know, looked like 500 or 1,000 people down the street. And I, a guy was coming by me, and he was a college student, and I was college age. I said, where are you going? What's, I know I said, what's happening down there? He said, I don't know. I said, well, wh- wh- what are you going there for? He said, I don't know. I, I want to go see what's going on and be a part of it. So that's the mentality of the mob. You know... One moment they're praising, the next moment they can be so angry and so upset. You know, some, some were struggling with things. Not everybody in the crowd is bad. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't go that way. But a good crowd can turn into a mob instantaneously. You know, we just recently saw that terrible tragedy down at Astro World. When the mob did something to eight souls. It it was a terrible thing, but that's the power of the crowd. The crowd has that ability, and and yet Jesus loved the crowd for whoever was in it. It did not matter who was in it. The rich, they stood around the outer edges. The poor, they were always close. They were wanting whatever they could get, and I, I understand that, but there were, there were cheaters there. There were stealers there. There were thieves and liars. There were prostitutes. There were, there were all kinds of people that were there in that crowd. The crowd was a mix and a melting pot, and crowds really haven't changed much from that day to this. We're a little more technologic, technology Advanced, I didn't, still didn't get it right, but you know what I'm trying to say. They, we drive cars and they used to walk and it, it may be different in a lot of ways, educationally speaking, all of that sort of thing, but the crowd basically is still the same. And Jesus loved the crowd. He met all their needs. He met all of their needs and he would touch them. The Lord did not come today just to be here because we were here. He came with a mission in mind. Because you came and because you put forth the effort to get out of bed and come on a Sunday when you could have done a number of anything that you would like to do, but you are here sitting in the house of God. God wants to reward you for that. God wants you to feel his presence. He wants you to sense his power. He wants to deliver. He wants to heal. He wants to fill somebody with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's the best thing that could ever happen to you. 
Poke your neighbor and say, that's the best thing. Oh, yes, to be in his presence. Somebody shout hallelujah. The crowd is also a place to hide. There are people that can slide in the back door and find a corner where the lights aren't, uh, aren't quite as bright. You find a dark spot and, and you can just kind of slip in because we love camouflage. We love to not be seen. I, I was going hunting years ago and I had just bought some new camo and I walked in my wife and, and I creeped up to her and she said, what are you doing? I said, oh, you can see me? Well, if you can see me, they're going to see me. So then we all go sit in the box stand where it didn't matter if you... <laughs> I hope there's no hunters here today. I don't mean to make fun, but we do that. But people come in for many reasons, many reasons, and will sit down and hide in the crowd. There are everyone will hide from something at times. You just don't care that no one knows that you're there, that no one sees you. I went to Brooklyn Tabernacle, my wife and I, one day when we were passing through Brooklyn, New York, and I, I felt that need to hide in the crowd. Um, and so we slipped in and I found a place, I found a place up in the balcony. And wouldn't you know after church was over, someone came and said, you're a preacher, aren't you? I'm like, oh, I said, yes, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. That's a, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. I hope that shows, but I, I wasn't there for that reason, but you know, I couldn't hide. I just, I thought I would, but I couldn't hide. But it all started out in the crowd. It just all started out. That's where we felt most comfortable. So in our text, in our text were, were the three, three central characters. There was the crowd, there was the lady, and then there was the Lord, Jesus Christ. The lady who was part of the crowd followed the crowd to get close to him she was facing death. She had spent all of her money on doctors who simply shrugged their shoulders and said, there's nothing we can do. Just go home, make the best of it, be as comfortable as you can. I'd help you if I could, but we don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe in this day, they would know what to do. Probably so. But in her day, her hopelessness was as bad as it could get. This was the last chance. This was the only chance she had left. And if she was losing blood, because that was the problem, the flow of blood, she had this issue that was issuing forth. And, and the loss of blood brings with it physical weakness. Then you've got to realize that it was hard for her to leave the house with the strength enough to go how many ever blocks away he was and get there and then fight through the crowd. Now before this service is over, I'm going to tell somebody, you're going to fight this crowd. You are going to fight this crowd. Yes, you will. And she came and she said, but I need an answer. 
And if he can do what I've heard that he can do, then I've got to get to him. I've got to somehow. She's a little shriveled up, weak little lady. She couldn't push anyone around. They were knocking her around, but she kept on. She came with a purpose in mind. She said, this is my last chance. The doctors can't help. I don't know how much longer I can live, but I'm going to give it all that I've got. When you get that kind of an attitude, you're going to get something from God. Are you hearing me this morning? You're going to get something from God when you get that desperate. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so there she stood that day. I focus on the lady. Many messages have been preached on Jesus and his healing power. I'm focusing on the lady today. She knew she had to get out of the crowd. She knew she had to do more than just stand there. I'm in the presence of somebody who can do something about my problem. How can I get to him? How can I reach him? I've got to figure it out and whatever it takes. If I end up crawling, I've got to get there. Because she knew her need was greater than her anxiety or her fear or what she was struggling with. She said, something's got to happen, not tomorrow, not next week, not at a more convenient season, but today, 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 today. Somebody said today. It's got to happen today. Now was the time. Now is the time. You may have run out of hope. You may have a need that's so deeply private within you that you would never want anyone to know. That's okay. Keep it there. We're not trying to find it out. We're not going to ask you to confess anything. I understand. That's something you have to deal with. But I want you to... I want to point you to the man that, ha- that deals in hope, that deals in miracles, that deals in his power. Hallelujah. Jesus can... He has the power, but I'm going to tell you what. He's not going to chase you down. He's going to stand like he's standing right now in this very service. He is standing here. He is in the same scenario as he was that day. For a crowd has gathered here. Look at this good-looking crowd. But in this crowd, behind the nice-looking clothes, there are crying needs that are happening. There are miracles that need to happen. Somebody's going to get hungry enough and say, I can't stay in the crowd. I've got to get something from him. I'm here because I need a touch from God. I need God to do something for my marriage, for my family, for my in-laws, for my, for my cousins, whoever it may be. I want to tell you something. There's, there's wonderful things that will happen when you begin to step out of the crowd. And you're going to want to come forward. You're going to want to come into his presence. Just like I saw them earlier in the service. Coming forward is no big thing around here. I love it. That's the way it should be. But you're going to have to fight the crowd. I told you, you're going to have to fight the crowd. Really what you're going to fight is your pride. Don't step out in the aisle. Don't walk down to the front. No, stay there. Can't I get it by staying here? Why do I have to walk down there? 
But somehow, somehow, there's got to be something on the inside that said, I can't stand here anymore. I can't stay here. I've got to reach out and believe God for a miracle in my life. It's the first step of your miracle. It's the first step is when you take that step, then the next one's easier. And pretty soon, you're in His presence Oh, he's here to do something for someone today. If you're not hungry, nothing's going to happen. I said, if you're not hungry for God, you're going to leave out of here just just as dry as when you came in. But I determined I cannot, I cannot be in his presence and just let him walk by and never do anything. I'm in the presence of the King of Kings. Yes, I've got to touch him. Yes, I've got to touch him. Yes, I need that touch today. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. God's, a, God's an answer of the prayer. Hallelujah. What is holding you captive? Your pride's going to say, don't go down there. Don't walk down there. They're going to make you look stupid. They're going to make you look dumb. I can't do that. Boy, you've got to fight the crowd to touch Jesus because you come to the point to where you get like the man begging by the road. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You just don't care. If others want to walk away, I've got to touch Jesus. Now, You've got to remember that everybody touched him. That was, conf- that was confessed earlier. Well, everybody's touched you. The greatest tragedy in the world is to be in a service just like this in the presence of the king of kings. No president, no emperor, no king, no monarch can compare to the presence that you are sitting in right now. His presence and then to turn and walk away with nothing. Touched him, but didn't get anything. When the little lady touched him and got everything. You analyze where the difference is. You analyze why she got something and they got nothing. You know what it was. (laughs) Yes, she came with purpose. She came reaching. She came believing. If she didn't believe he could do it, she would never have come there. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care if the doctors told you you, you've got so many days to live and it's over with. Don't you believe that? Who will believe the report of the Lord? Amen. We've got to say in the name of Jesus, I'm touching you, Lord. You're going to take care of everything. Everything's going to be all right. And keep shouting. And keep praising. And keep worshiping. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody hungry this morning. I feel there's hunger in this place. I feel there's hunger in this place. Maybe at the midnight hours you're on the internet in pornography, shooting drugs, doing things in private that you never wanted anyone to know. Maybe no one will ever know. 
I hope we don't find that out about you. That's not the problem, whether we find out or not. The problem is that you want to go to heaven. You want to walk with God. You want to have victory. I'm preaching to somebody here this morning. I think the Lord is talking to somebody. You just have to get to the place where you say, I can't stand it any longer. I'm, I'm headed toward him. Well, what does it mean for me just to come down the aisle? What, what's that going to do for me? That's not going to do anything. That's just a few steps. But what it really does is it tells the Lord, I'm coming. It doesn't matter. I'm going to come out of this crowd and I'm coming. Do you hear me? God will not run you down. He's waiting for you to get to him. Is there anybody today that wants to get to him? Is there anybody today that wants to come after him? And you're hungry. Here I am, God. I need your miracle. I need your presence. I need your power. Give me victory in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. What would you do about it right now? What will you do about it right now? Are you catching on? Are you catching on? I'm not going to give an altar call. That's up to you. That's up to you. That's up to you. Whatever it is you need. I praise you, Jesus. I ask you to move. I ask you to touch. Hallelujah. I need you, Jesus. Are you bold enough to step out? Are you bold enough to walk forward? God will reach out and touch. Stand with me, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come out of the crowd. I need you right now, Lord Jesus. I need your spirit. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the Holy Ghost. I want to be filled with your spirit. Wash my sins away. Stamp your name on me. In Jesus' name, here I am. Our marriage is on the rocks. I'm facing a divorce. God, oh God, I want you to... I want you to let a miracle happen today in this crowd right now. Hallelujah. If you're hungry, if you're hungry, that's what it takes. If you're hungry, you get to the place where you just can't make it anymore. God's waiting for you. God's longing for you to come. Hallelujah. Somebody can receive the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody can receive the Holy Ghost right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray. Come on, altar workers, help me. We've got people here that can receive the Holy Ghost. My God, you're able. You're able right now. In Jesus' name. Come out of that crowd. The Lord will touch you and heal you right now.